The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the best. Welcome to Algorithm. The month on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and this month we're taking a look inside the black box that is Google's search algorithm. And this week specifically, we're going to publish an episode every day discussing one of the key factors that Google states impacts how their algorithm interprets your content. Joining us again for Algo Week is Jordan Cooney, who is a world renowned SEO strategist and the CEO here at Search Metrics Inc. And today, Jordan and I are going to talk about how Google's algorithm thinks about the quality of your content. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Jordan Cooney, lead SEO strategist and CEO of Search Metrics Inc. Jordan, we're halfway there. Welcome back to Algo Week on the Voices of Search podcast. Hey, Ben. Now it gets interesting. So, so far this week, we've been talking about how Google's algorithm thinks about the meaning of your content, breaking it up into three different types of content, whether it's your transactional, your informational, your navigational pages. And yesterday, we talked about how Google interprets the relevance of your page. And my takeaway here was that you need systems in place and data to understand and evaluate how your page is performed to understand whether Google thinks the things that are on the pages are relevant for a specific keyword. This is absolutely about data science and understanding Google's interpretation of the data on your page and how they turn that into rankings. Today, we're going to talk a little bit more about the art of SEO and and how Google's algorithm thinks about the quality of your content. Talk to me about what you mean or what Google means when they talk about quality as it relates to their algorithm. Quality can be substituted with 
competition to some degree here. Because ultimately, measuring the quality of content is fundamentally the art of prioritization. It is the difference between being number one, or nowadays position zero, or being number 100, which gets you no traffic, nothing. And so the fundamental concept is, what are the elements or signals that Google is going to use to prioritize the content into the server? So this seems like something that would be very subjective. You write a blog post about, we've been talking about the NFL and the Patriots and they always win. You write a blog post about the dynasty of the Patriots. And I write a blog post about the dynasty of the Patriots. We both put a thousand words and we both talk about Tom Brady seven times. (laughs) How does Google figure out whose writing is better? It is not easy. And again, this is another area where it's evolved over time. The systems that Google has designed have evolved. They've used different signals, different data to help justify quality. Google most recently, and we talked a little bit about this in another one of our episodes when we talked about Google's policies. Google recently you know, published a concept called EAT, Expertise, Authoritativeness, and Trustworthiness. So in your example, Ben, these Patriots examples are starting to really burn me as a Packers fan. Um, Do you want to talk about the non-existent Packers dynasty? Well, they'll be 8-8 eight eight this year, so you're correct. And they haven't been a dynasty since the beginning of the NFL. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> um, eat is an important concept for us to understand here in terms of quality because these are the elements or the foundational building blocks that will differentiate your blog post from my blog post. It's how Google interprets who's more of an expert, who has stronger authority, and which website can they trust more. Those elements are going to be the building blocks of distinguishing your position from my position. So at the end of the day, you know what we say is subjective. The words that you're putting on the page and how they're interpreted, it's not just about the words that are on the page. It's not just about the imagery. It's also about who is writing the content, right? There's authority and trust. So as an example, if I've written blog posts about 10 other dynasties in sports, my content is likely to outrank yours just based on Google's understanding that this is something that I write about, so I'm likely to have a better grasp of the subject. Absolutely, especially if the keywords that they're mapping this to are dynasty-related. So if you have now created this authority around dynasty sports content, Google will find you to be more of an expert around those topics and thus position you better for dynasty-related keywords. Whereas my blog posts may be more about sports news. And I wrote an article about the dynasty of the Patriots. I may show up now for news-related queries regarding the Patriots more often because I'm more of a news outlet than I am an article-based outlet like your blog post. So as a San Francisco sports fan, having grown up watching the 49ers in the 80s, watching the Giants in the 2000s and the Warriors in this decade, Google is going to understand all the content that I've produced is related to dynasties and then I'll naturally outrank you as a Packers fan. 
again, you're really starting to to get under my skin with these examples. <laughs> but yes, that is correct. For those of you who are listening and can't see this, there's actually steam coming out of Jordan's ears as he's trying to describe what eat actually means. Right. Expertise, authority, and trust. Right. And my Packers haven't been so great as of late. So not so authoritarian. I don't have much to stand on right now. (laughs) So when we think about understanding, you know, the reputation that you have as a content creator, what are some of the ways that SEOs can optimize for authority, for expertise, for trust? So one of the places that all these concepts have been lumped into is a concept called page rank. So page rank is kind of like a a self-proclaimed algorithm to stack rank the quality of content. It's proven to be a, a decent signal in a way to evaluate content. One of the ways that we do it here at Searchmetrics that we believe is a bit more indicative of success is what we call a content score. And it's a similar concept to PageRank. PageRank is something that Google established. But a content score is a way to evaluate the various data points that are required in order to rank in a strong position with your content. So content score or page rank, right? You're you're basically search metrics takes a per content look at what your authority is. And page rank is looking at your overall domain strength. And when you're writing an individual piece of content, you might have more authority or trust because you've been writing that specific piece of content, but your overall domain broadly covers other topics. Correct. Yep. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So Jordan, we're talking a lot about what the quality of the text is, right? I'm writing one blog post, you're writing one blog post. They're all the same. And, you know, are my words better than your words? What are some of the other factors and some of the other assets that Google considers other than the the actual text on the page? Yeah, and I think this is where this concept becomes really challenging, not just for SEOs, but the folks that don't work in the day-to-day of search really start to struggle to understand quality. And that is around the technical elements of quality. 
And this spans a wide ranging set of themes, everything from concepts like spamming, also how we establish or create experiences on our web pages and content. One good example that we're kind of we're playing with here, right, with this dynasty blog post. Let's say your dynasty blog post is focused on selling your website, excuse me, is focused on selling merchandise, right? And you have this dynasty blog post. And my website is purely news related. We might have some ads, but it's more informative based. Those are also signals that Google will utilize to interpret quality, mapping it back to the search query. And it may be that depending on the search query, there's less authoritativeness or expertise that Google will warrant a website that's focused on selling merchandise versus a website that's focused on informing users. And these are a collection of technical as well as experiential elements that are required in determining quality of a web page. So at the end of the day, Google isn't just looking at the individual web page to determine the quality of your web page. And I don't think that's a groundbreaking statement, but everything that goes into you know, the overall positioning of your content, the things that are surrounding it, the way that people navigate to it, the performance of your site, that is all factoring into how Google evaluates a discrete piece of content on your page. So I think the takeaway here is that you can optimize for one given page to try to get it to rank. But a lot of times the efforts that you need to take on to have Google understand that you have expertise, authority, and trust is that your entire website has expertise, authority, and trust, not just the individual page. Exactly. And that has to map back to the user's intentions and expectations. And I think this is one of the interesting things where a lot of businesses get in trouble is around the concept of quality. Because in the pursuit of growth or in the pursuit of expansion, a lot of websites will take on new forms of content or take on new categories of content. I'll give you a great example. So, you know, over the past year or so, TripAdvisor has expanded from being very focused on travel to being focused also on a restaurant experience, which is similar. It's very relevant to travel. Going to restaurants is something you do often when you travel. However, the expectations and experiences are very different for seeking out a restaurant versus seeking out a travel destination. And as you expand your content, you also have to ensure that the experiences and expectations are being met of consumers. And when you're moving into the footholds of the Yelps of the world and the variety of food delivery services that now exist out there, there are very different expectations on those web pages and very different experiences on those web pages than what TripAdvisor has for restaurant content. So Jordan, help me think about this because it's hard for me to grasp the concept of content quality when you're thinking about having a strong domain and you're trying to do an expansion. It seems perfectly reasonable and relevant for TripAdvisor to carry over their domain authority from being a travel site to being a, a restaurant vetting site. Those things seem, you know, very normal. Why is the brand domain authority not getting carried over? Well, it's because content and experience 
are connected in a broader ecosystem. And those ecosystems are constantly changing and they're constantly being measured and assessed by Google's quality algorithms. And ultimately, those algorithms are determined by us as consumers, us as users. Are we getting the expectation that we have for these types of queries? And are we able to continue to maintain the same level of trust, authority, or expectation, experience, expectation of expertise from that content? And that's really the challenge with quality of content is that you are, in an essence, working within an ecosystem and these elements are connected to one another. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, saying that it is an ecosystem makes sense, right? Like all of these things, whether it be the relevance of your domain, how you're putting your pages together, the content on the pages, how people think about your brand, how people are referencing you, they're all signals that interpret how Google's algorithm evaluates your performance. And the other thing to keep into mind that this is fluid. Mm -hmm. There's constantly new brands being developed, new content being created. And so your authority is fluid, right? As TripAdvisor, as an example, expands from being singularly focused on travel experiences, one of the most respected brands in that space. Now, as they expand, they're going into a place where they don't have as much authority. And that can not only impact the new content that they're producing because they're a new entrant into that market, but also now that they're expanding into the restaurant game, maybe that impacts how people are signaling, you know, in terms of the strength of their domain, which could impact their core business. So it's important to think and evaluate, as we mentioned in our last episode, how your content is being interpreted by Google and making sure that you have the monitoring systems to understand when you are creating different types of content. What is that not only doing for that piece of content? How is it affecting your overall domain health? Yep, correct. And on that note, that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jordan Cooney, the lead SEO strategist and CEO of Searchmetrics. We'd love to continue this conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Jordan, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is JT Cooney, and that's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. If you have general marketing questions or if you'd like to talk to me about being a guest on the show, you can find my contact information in our show notes or you can send me a tweet at Ben J. Shap. It's B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. 
If you like this podcast and you want a regular stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning to discuss how Google interprets the usability of your web pages. All right, that's all for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.